Welcome to the Starch Solution Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Healthy Emmy. I am a nutritionist and the creator of the Slim on Starch program. If you want to lose weight on a plant-based diet, listen to this podcast. Also, bonus points, go and watch all of my YouTube videos, Healthy Emmy on YouTube. But if you're really serious about this, go to healthyemmy.org, apply to work with me as well as a mindset coach and a nutrition coach, and let's do this thing. Now, on to the podcast. Hi, I'm Holly. Um, I'm coming to you from Maryland today. And I I actually wrote, so I've always wanted to be in an infomercial, you know, like like the uh the OxyClean guy or whatever. And I was like in the shower and I like wrote out an infomercial for the SOS program. So like, you know how like they always show the person really struggling. It's like in black and white and the person's struggling. So I was like, okay, picture me like alone in a car eating a birthday cake to myself, crying. My relationships are crumbling around me. That's like, you know, the extreme. And then it's like flash to a sunny day and me and my dog and my fiance are walking through the park and I'm eating an apple and like actually enjoying it and like loving it. And I'm 20 pounds lighter. Like, it's just like, that is this program, like to a T. And it's also funny because all of those after things are actually true, like from this program, I did get engaged while in this program. I did like fix my relationships on this program. I did lose 20 pounds. I did like, all these things are real. Um, people come to your program for a lot of different reasons. Some people come because they're struggling with weight loss, which like, hey, hello, it works for weight loss. Some people are coming because they might be struggling with, you know, they just don't know how to eat, or maybe they're struggling with high blood pressure or diabetes or, you know, all different kinds of reasons you come, you, you know, you find this whole food plant-based lifestyle. I feel like people come from all different angles and I'm, I'm excited to, you know, kind of come from this angle of where things really went south for me was 2020. And in 2020, I lost my mind. I, I slipped really, really hard. Like, you know, I, I just feel like I fell flat on my face, right back into, you know, binging, purging. It was really bad. I was starting to experience a lot of health issues. You know, this has been a long time. It's been a long struggle for me. It's it's almost hard to talk about because I like, I just want to give that girl a hug. And I, and I want to just tell her, like, I wish she could see me today. I didn't mean to cry today. I just can't believe how life has turned around, you know, and, and not just in, in the food, but also like in the mindset you know, in this program, you're working with a mindset coach. It's, it's a huge part of it. You know, you have someone looking at what you're eating, but you also have someone looking at what you're thinking and like, it matters, you know? And on top of that, you have community, you know, like this, this program gives you a community that I know I was missing for so long. This program that you've built is seriously something unique. It's something that I know I was I did, I was looking for it for a long time. I think this community and also the clarity, the, the program is so clear. It's so supportive. It's so warm and welcoming. And you are so unique too in that, you know, you are so involved in it. You know, I think it would be easy for you to just kind of like get the clients and be like, okay, have fun. But like you are, you are in the group. Like it feels like you can tell that you really care about each one of your clients. And you can tell that even the mindset coaches, the the nutrition coaches, like everyone really cares about each person in this program. We all feel very seen and very heard and very supported. And I think that's something that a lot of us could use. And it just, it will change your life.
Today, I have the absolute pleasure of introducing you to my Slim on Starch client, Holly. There were a lot of reasons why Holly came to this program, which she's going to go through, but I wanna show off and show you the three incredible results that she achieved. First, let's look at how she changed in terms of her physical body, which, by the way, is just the cherry on top and the tip of the iceberg when it comes to who Holly is and everything that she achieved but you can see on the outside that she transformed into a different person. Also, check out the brain changes that she went through. This is a brain scan from before the program to a recent brain scan after about seven months on the program. And then look at the difference in Holly's skin. She was dealing with cystic acne with PMDD and that also resolved itself. Now, during this interview, Holly is going to be discussing uh, disordered eating behaviors. And so I do want to give a trigger warning. If hearing about disordered eating behaviors is going to trigger you and not benefit you on your journey to health, then please do not watch this video. I also want to make it clear that at the time that Holly and I started working together, she was not currently using those disordered eating behaviors and had not been doing so for at least six months. If any part of Holly's story resonates with you and inspires you to make this change for yourself, then go ahead and apply to work with me in my Slim on Starch program along with a mindset coach and a nutrition coach. You can click the link in the down bar and we can be on a call as early as tomorrow talking about the rest of your life. I would say like, I think that my struggle started from the beginning. I remember even as a child feeling different around food than others. Like I always felt like food had a stronger hold on me than even friends. Like I remember like eating, you know, macaroni and cheese and just feeling like I loved it a little bit more than everyone around me, you know? And I think any kid growing up in like the eighties or the nineties, like everything we were eating was like frozen garbage, um, you know, to no fault of our parents, you know, they, they didn't know. And I just, was definitely not a veggie lover, not a fruit lover. Like I loved Oreos and I loved cereals, like sugary cereals. So when I was um, going into, you know, my teenage years, I started coming a little bit more aware of, you know, my body and I didn't want to gain weight. And while I was never one of those kids that struggled with, I was not a heavier child, but I did just like love to eat. So obviously, you know, you go into high school and you start, you know, comparing yourself to the other girls, you start comparing yourself to, you know, who you see on TV and everything like that. And I, I think I just, I knew, um, I, I think that was like kind of like the beginning of my food addiction and my eating disorder behavior. So I would say like my, my journey started with, you know, always wanting more and more and more, more food, always thinking about it constantly, always wondering like, Ooh, like, when am I going to eat this? When am I going to eat that? And then I thought I like discovered this great life hack. I was like, ah, oh, how nice. I can just throw everything up after I eat it. And you know, no problem here. So I, I, I started doing that at a young age. I mean, I was like, you know, in my early teens and by the time I was 15, 16, my parents caught on and I actually even went to like a rehabilitation center in high school and it was fine, but I just felt like I was never really cured 100%. I don't know if there is a cure. I do believe in recovery from eating disorder. Like I'm coming here, like preaching that, like you can recover from this. And I 
am fully committed to being in recovery, like now and for the rest of my life. I even have like the 12 step app on my phone that like calculates like the last day I engaged in a binge purge. Um, I, I, I like hold it so dear to my heart. You know, that anniversary is so important to me. I, I had a, a one year anniversary on this program that we were all able to kind of celebrate together, which was really nice. Um, but so when I was younger, yeah, like I, I struggled with food. I struggled with, you know, these, these very addictive tendencies when it came to food. And I tried a lot of things. I tried ordering ephedra online, which is like an illegal weight loss drug. You know, I tried, um, I tried all different kinds of diets. I was like, okay, let me try this one where you just eat these like frozen meals, you know, lean cuisine diet, you know, the, the whatever diet. And I tried everything. And when I was, I guess I was like 18. Um, I read the China study. I read skinny bitch. I read rich rolls book, finding ultra. I read like just all of these, you know, diet books, searching for answers really to like, how the heck should I eat? How should I live my life? Like, how do I feed myself in a way that doesn't drive me insane? And I found veganism. I really did. And, and, and I'm someone who tried every single diet. I'm, I'm not kidding. Like I tried everything um, up until that point, even like in my earliest years, I was like, please, like, what can I do here? And I, I went vegan. You know, Holly, how, how long ago that was? Because people might think, oh, shoot, that was two years ago when you say 18. <laughs> Thank you. I am 33. Um, so yeah, so it was math <laughs> about years ago. And yeah, and so I, I found veganism and veganism back then, though, and it was like back in the day, there were no Beyond Burgers. So like by going vegan, I was eating plants like straight up, like even in the in, in the um, frozen food aisle, like if you wanted to get a veggie nugget, it had egg in it, you know, like things were not how they are today. And I like found this uh, sanctuary in the site. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is it. And I did struggle a lot. Like I would, I would fall off the wagon and then I'd be back on the vegan wagon and then I'd fall off and then I'd be back on. So like, you know, I, I, I tried my hardest to be vegan, um, you know, through that time. And I really found, um, like a period of recovery to be honest. Like I was eating, out of the produce section. I was eating rice and beans. Um, I was drinking like vegan protein shakes because I was so afraid, you know, everyone around me was like, you're going to die. <laughs> like straight up, like they were like, Holly, oh my gosh. So I was like, okay, I'll drink these like, you know, organs or whatever they were like back in the day. Like, you know, looking back now, it was so unnecessary. Um, the concern, you know, the cause for concern. But I really did find this, like, you know, in this, in this way of eating, I found finally a way that worked for me where I was like, this, this is how I can get down. So then I moved to New York city and I spent a chunk of my twenties in New York city. And that's where things really changed pretty drastically because in New York city, they, I could get a vegan burger and also things were changing. You know, it's like, I feel like the vegan movement took off pretty quickly. I mean, it was like years, but it was pretty quickly, you know, in, relation to time. The world's been a lot around for a long time. But anyway, um, so I I felt like all of a sudden I was like, wow, they have vegan cupcakes here. Ooh, they have vegan brownies here. Ooh, they have vegan burgers. I can eat, you know, this and that and this and that. And all of a sudden I found myself right back where I started. You know, it was kind of like before vegan, I could go through the drive through and I would just have a ball. But when I went vegan or even vegetarian, you know, you can't go through the drive through anymore. And that was like a huge thing for me. 
But all of the sudden, you know, all of these hyper palatable foods became available to me again in vegan form. And I found myself struggling. I found myself gaining weight. I found myself relapsing, you know, into disordered eating. I found myself like not like losing that control that I felt like I had around my diet and, um, and, and finding myself like just consumed by these foods again. And so I, I knew I needed another change. And that's when I kind of found, Dr. Gregor. To be honest, I I read How Not to Die. How Not to Die it was not out yet, but How Not to Die was out. And I also found Dr. Barnard and Dr. McDougall was out there. So these oh, they're like my <laughs> love, love this trio. But so when I read How Not to Die, I was like, okay, Dr. Gregor is talking about sugar and he's talking about you know, oils and he's talking about salts. And so is Dr. Barnard. He's talking about like a low fat diet. You know, he's talking about like more whole food plant-based. So I actually, I, I am like fully committed to taking responsibility. Like I, I'm not the kind of person that's like, well, this is how I am, you know, like, oh man, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I'm struggling. Like I need an answer right now, you know? So I was, I was searching for those answers and I actually went salt oil, sugar-free plant-based for about two years in, in my twenties. So from about 25 to 27 ish, you know, I went completely balls to the wall, salt oil, sugar-free, um, you know, was making all of my own dressings, all of my own sauces, you know, using all those recipes online. And again, I had found like, you know, a moment in my life of, of recovery, to be honest. Like I was like, okay, like this is good. At the same time, I had no community, you know, and I found that, you know, it was, it was hard because I didn't know I would bring my own sweet potato to the restaurants. I would bring my own things, you know, and over time I just slipped right back into the same pattern. So where, you know, I would say it was like a slow decline. Like I was trying really hard to eat most of my meals this way. Um, but I would, you know, go to a restaurant, I would just kind of slip back into vegan, but I was also living a very active life. I work as a pianist and a singer. So I was, you know, performing a lot. And in the Emmy program, we call these primary foods. Um, you know, when you're doing something that you love, that brings you a lot of joy, but it's not food. So it's like, for me, like, yeah, like, cupcakes, cake, all that stuff would give me a lot of joy, a huge dopamine hit. Like I'd be like, oh, but so does music and so does performing. And so does, you know, being, being out with people who are just like, you know, having a good time. And I don't know. I just feel like I had a lot of primary food in my life at that time, like looking back. And I really do think that's why I wouldn't call that period as much of a struggle where things really went south for me was 2020. I, you know, I lost all primary foods in my life because I, I couldn't perform anymore. I could, I, I, my job was just like off the table overnight. You know, um, I was alone. I actually was alone during 20, during COVID. And I think any, anyone struggling with addiction will tell you that, you know, being alone is, um, a recipe for disaster, being alone, having a lot of time on your hands, like having no accountability whatsoever, no community. And in 2020, I, lost my mind. I, I slipped really, really hard. Like, you know, I, I just feel like I fell flat on my face right back into, you know, binging, purging. It was really bad. I was starting to experience a lot of health issues. You know, this has been a long time. It's been a long struggle for me. It's it's almost hard to talk about because I like, I just want to give that girl a hug. And I, and I want to just tell her, like, I wish she could see me today. I didn't mean to cry today, but I just wish that I could like, 
hold her and be like, recovery is possible. And it's hard. Like, and, and, you know, the journey from, from that time to where we are now was hard, but it was so worth it. You know, it's so worth it. I'm going to take a minute to get myself together. Cause it's just like, I just can't believe how life has turned around, you know, and, and not just in, in the food, but also like in the mindset, you know, in this program, you're working with a mindset coach. It's, it's a huge part of it. You know, you have someone looking at what you're eating, but you also have someone looking at what you're thinking and like, it matters, you know? And on top of that, you have community, you know, like this, this program gives you a community that I know I was missing for so long. Like I needed to be believed, you know, I knew that like, I couldn't moderate white table sugar, you know, and anyone else would be like, okay, psycho. (laughs) But in this community, I feel like it's like, we're believed and we're given alternatives. You know, it's like, yeah, like if that's not serving you, it's not serving you. You can eat a beautiful date (laughs) or like, you know, you can, you know, eat a beautiful fig, um, you know, and still just get so much joy out of life. And it really is amazing how much joy I get out of eating food. Like I still love eating food. That's never (laughs) changed. And now I can do it in a way that, you know, I, I feel like I'm nourishing my body and my spirit and my mind. And it's really like when you're taking care of yourself, it's better for everyone around you too. Um, yeah, yeah, that's kind of like, (laughs) I so admired when we got on our first call, I remember so vividly, we, we got on and you were bright and smiling and you were sitting in an area that's similar to where you are now where the big window was in front of you and the light was on your face. I remember so vividly and your hair was pulled back and because we both <laughs> had the center part hair pulled back. And oh, yeah. Were, yep. And you were so excited about this and you were like, I'm ready. We're starting. Can we start today? Let's go. Let's do it. And when it comes to addiction, you know, relapse is part of recovery, right? So individuals who are struggling with addictive behaviors will attempt to recover many times. I think the average amount of times is seven real honest shots at it. And so for you and I both know addiction very well, having loved ones that struggle with addiction. And so we've seen it play out time and time again. And I will hear clients say to me, I'm so afraid because I've been gung-ho about this before and then I fail and I am gung-ho about it again. So what makes this time different? Well, the answer is at some point, the alcoholic who's been sober for 50 years at some point, they have their last drink. At some point, the person who used to purge, who hasn't purged in 40 years, at some point, they do it for the last time. When somebody quits cigarettes, they have their last cigarette. That time happens at some point. So why not now? So I was so Yeah, I was so thrilled to see that energy of yours because I was right there with you. And I was like, this is the time. This really is the time that recovery happens and it has it it has and i i have my clicker um so i i really do treat well i haven't always but um you know after learning more about addiction you know from my partner who also struggles with a different addiction he struggles with the drug and alcohol addiction which is so interesting because we um we really understand each other like i am so excited to marry this man because I just feel so loved and supported by him because I feel like, you know, 
addicts see addicts like and thankfully that we have like two like completely like I don't care about alcohol at all I don't (laughs) drink like I just like we're like so perfect for each other um but being able to see his journey and compare that to mine has been um extremely helpful you know it's been extremely helpful and also recognizing the importance of community and the importance of support Mm -hmm. and not trying to do it alone you know it's like um people come to your program for a lot of different reasons some people come because they're struggling with weight loss which like hey hello it works for weight loss some (laughs) people are coming because they might be struggling with, you know, they just don't know how to eat, or maybe they're struggling with high blood pressure or diabetes, or, you know, all different kinds of reasons you come, you, you know, you find this whole food plant-based lifestyle, which is like, I just talk about it. Like I'm talking about the Lord. I'm like, you too can be saved. Um, But I feel like people come from all different angles and I'm, I'm excited to, you know, kind of come from this angle of, of disordered eating, because I just feel like, it's unique. You can't always see it. You know, you can't always measure it. Um, but I was excited. So I have been clean for 1.34, um, one year. And I guess let's see one year. And no, okay. A year. And- let's do this. 492 days clean. <laughs> That's my year. Um, yeah. Which I can honestly say is like, you know, probably my longest I've, I've ever had. And I, I was seeing a lot of health issues, like, you know, you, you could actually see it, you know, you, you can see the broken on your eyes and, you know, there's there, it gets to a point where it gets harder and harder to, you know, to kind of like struggle in silence. Like it starts to become visible. I think anyone struggling with something like over time, like, yeah, like it's gonna, it's gonna just, you know, come out somehow. And I, I feel it even like in my spirit, you know, like I just feel so much better now. What I really admire about you is there is no shame in saying what you have struggled with. You recognize that there's you, there's Holly, and then there's the things that you've struggled with, but you don't let those struggles define who you are. Right before we got on this call, we were talking about your interest in nonprofits and how you want to that. And you're talking about you as a performer. And when we got on that call, you so matter of fact said to me, you said, these are the behaviors I've engaged in in the past. Um, I've, I think you were six months at that point that you hadn't engaged in any binge purge behaviors by the time that we started, okay. we started working together. And you said it with such uh, clarity. There was no shame. It was, this is my past. This is why I'm here. And let's go. Let's do it. I just admire that so much. Thank you. I, it's funny too. I just read Atomic Habits, um, which is a great book for anyone like looking to implement change in their lives. But in that book, he talked about identifying too strongly with any like aspect of your personality because, you know, we should all, we should all be open to growing and changing. And like, you know, when we hang on to an aspect of our personality too much, it can hinder us, you know? So, I agree. You know, I feel like even just saying, you know, whatever limiting beliefs that we're telling ourselves every single day, like to open to being like, no, like I, there's a different me out there mm-hmm. and I want to find that. And I want to become that. And, and yeah, it takes work. It, yeah. it does take work. I, throughout this program, you know, you have the support, you have the community, you have your, your coaches. And there were times where I was like in fetal position, you know, crying because I was craving sugar. And there were times where I door dash, you know, I keep it in the house and just have to like door dash, you know, I'd be door dashing sugar, 
which is actually kind of great because by the time the door dash gets here, it's like 30 minutes later. And I was like, it passed. It passed. Like, let's start the way. Okay. We're good. You know? Um, but like those, those moments of struggle are, you know, happen. And I, I don't think a lot of people, honestly, I think a lot of people in the program don't struggle nearly as much like with, with that, you know, kind of like sugar withdrawal as maybe I did. Um, but, but I, I just feel like it's so worth it. And you, you're constantly reminded of your why you have people cheering you on. You have like this, it's almost like just a big hug every week when we get on those group ha- calls with um everybody, you know, people are, who are unfamiliar with the program, you get on a group call every single week, everyone shares, they share their highs, they share their lows. We all chat with each other. Like that's the call. <laughs> so it's not, yes, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it is moderated. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and Emmy will, you know, give us her, her input and you learn from each other. Like I learned a lot from so many other people going through, you know, complete, they could be going through something completely different and it relates to me as well. So yeah, those are, those are so wonderful. They kind of remind me of like, you know, just like a little, little support group every week, but definitely, I, I feel like that six months when I, when I called you, I was on the line. I really was like, I, I tried so hard to do it by myself. I was like, I can do it. I can do oil free. I can do like, I, I knew these periods in my life where I had, like, where I felt like I had recovered or where I felt like I was in recovery. And I was like, I just need to get back to that place. But I just, it got to a point where I knew I couldn't do it alone anymore. And I also wanted to be believed, you know, it's like, I wanted, I wanted to be believed that this lifestyle works, you know, it really does. And, and it's a healthy lifestyle and it's not um, just another eating disorder, which I, I get that criticism a lot. Um, and I, I don't know, like, if you want to not include that in the in the interview, because I don't know if you also get that. But I just want to be like, oh, sweetie, if you knew, <laughs> like, what an eating disorder looks like. That because when we find somebody who's struggling with addiction, for example, the way that people get out of a drug or alcohol addiction is they develop a strong passion about something else that they really believe in. And it really becomes their mission and it helps themselves and it helps others. And Holly, your participation in this program has improved your life tenfold, which we will talk about, not just in food and not just in your physical health, in your relationships. And we can start to talk about how this you blossomed as a person. And if we look at you now versus where you were in 2020, and if somebody were to try to argue that what you're doing now is less healthy, that would be, they it'd be a basis. <laughs> you're a new person. You have passion about this lifestyle. You are a passionate person. And we usually find that passionate people struggle with addiction. Those things go hand in hand. Now your passions are placed in the right place. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I feel like, um, I would say there are, so like it, it definitely, it started with the food. It started with like, let's, let's treat our body correctly. And it can be as simple as eat when you're hungry. I mean, that sounds so, it's like, duh. I wasn't doing that. <laughs> and so like eat when you're hungry eat until you're full. But 
don't eat yourself into a food baby. Like make sure you can take a nice walk with your dog, which I love, I love doing. Um, so it's like, make sure you can take a walk after you eat, you know, treat your body appropriately. Um, and, and that like the smallest form of self love that, you know, started at day one, it's like, okay, every meal is a form of just like loving myself today, treating my body the way it's, it's literally crying and begging to be treated. Um, you know, and I also think that form of self-love was also denying myself, you know, certain things. It's like, you know, don't eat a piece of cake right now. Like it's not going to help you. Um, the other, the other big why for me is actually my, I have PMDD. Um, so I have my, my two big whys. My first why was eating disorder, hundred percent food addiction, eating disorder. That was like, I think what, what caused me to come to the call initially. And then the second thing was PMDD, which when I start treating my body poorly or eating, you know, sugar or doing a bunch of caffeine, I, I was a triple espresso kind of girl, you know, like I, um, my PMDD symptoms just go through the roof and those are both visible and invisible. So PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, I got diagnosed later in life. I got diagnosed at 30. Um, and, you know, from the Penn Medicine Center, they're wonderful. They have a great women's health center. And I feel like once I got that diagnosis, it was like, I, I, it made so much sense. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, finally answers. Like, I just thought I was insane. Um, but basically it's just like an extreme version of PMS. So for me, it's very emotional. It's, I get very depressed. Um, I get, it can be almost like debilitating. Like I, I get in a very, very low state and then it also manifests physically for me. So every month I was dealing with extreme cystic acne, um, all along my chin and jawline. And it was like clockwork seven to 10 days before my period cystic acne, and then it heals, you know, seven, to 10 days cystic acne. I mean, I can track it to the T. Um, and I shared some of those pictures, those pictures share those pictures, by the way, like my skin before and after pictures are extraordinary. Just like, <laughs> like who would have thought, you know, that you could cure acne with this diet too. And your the um, brain, brain scans you sent. Oh yeah. My brain scans. <laughs> I have three great before and afters, my brain scans, my cystic acne. And then, um, that, that my weight loss picture in the couch, it's a, I'm like pointing to the couch, but I, we took yeah, those like before and afters looked so insane. And I'm telling you that brain scan was <laughs> highly scientific and accurate. Um, yeah, it looks like a joke. It truly looks yeah. like a joke. <laughs> no. no, it's real. It's real. <laughs> but yeah, so PMDD is another big reason of my why. I don't know if like we want to incorporate that or not. Um I've had like clients in, in, come to me and say, I probably, I have something that you've probably never, never heard of before. And they say I have PMDD. And so it's a lot yeah. more common than we recognize. And I think it goes undiagnosed for a lot of women as well. For sure. For sure. Or, or it's just like take birth control, you right. know, it's like, good luck out the door. See you never. Um, which is how I, I was treated for a long time. Like I knew that I was struggling with these like hormonal fluctuations, um, for a while, couldn't really put my finger on it. So to learn about that has actually helped me cope with it a lot. And even at Penn medicine, um, even the doctors there actually recommended similar lifestyle changes to what we do on this program or what we do with like a whole food plant-based diet, which was, you know, limiting sugar, 
I was actually told by my doctor, he was like, you might want to eliminate sugar. It can really kind of mess with your um, levels. And, and by sugar, I don't mean like an apple. I mean like white powder, that stuff. Um, I was also told to limit caffeine, which I think was also really important for me. Um, so I don't do as much caffeine anymore as I used to. And they also talked about the importance of just like getting outside, like going for a walk, like being at a healthy weight. Um, you know, all of those things were kind of on the list for PMDD. And I can totally see a huge difference in my symptoms. And we also did like our, you know, we do with a six month experiment where it's almost like this is like an elimination diet experiment, you know? So in the master's program, the six months came along and I was like, okay, let me see if I can handle moderating some of these foods, which, which you recommend, honestly. And a lot of people have great success, you know, in this program, um, you know, bringing some of these foods back in, they're called signature system foods. So it's not like, you know, you don't be afraid coming on this lifestyle. Like, it's not like if you don't, you, you, I don't know how to explain it. I just feel like it's not as restrictive as you think. Yeah. A lot of people think that, oh, I never get to eat a cupcake ever again. But in the master's program, we run the one month experience so that you can find out what yeah. happens. I bring these foods back in. Are these going to be a part of my lifestyle? Can I moderate this or do I not do so well with it? Right. And what's really interesting is when I ran my experiment and I did eat, you know, some cake and I did eat some of these like more palatable foods or higher, higher calorie, whatever you, you bring them back. I actually did not gain a pound. Um, my weight was like, Perfect. Um, so if my goal coming into this program was just weight loss, that would have worked totally fine for me. You know, like I didn't find myself going into this spiral, bringing those foods back that I would have in the past. Like I just feel whatever changes we have made, like it just didn't throw me into the tailspin, you know, that they used to. Um, we planned it out. It's like almost like you're like, Hey, like I know this sense coming up. I plan it out. I know like what I'm going to eat. So you're going in with a plan. You're going in with like, um, you know, a good mindset as opposed to it's Tuesday. I'm in the grocery store. I see something like I see it. I like it. I want it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I didn't find, I found that, you know, great success in that. Um, I didn't gain weight. I didn't go off the deep end. I was able to kind of like moderate everything and then get, get right track, right back to SOS. However, after the one month experiment, my PMDD symptoms were off the charts, like off the chart. Everything was right back. The cystic acne, back. Depression, back. Isolating, back. Anxiety, back. Like the, the bloating, back. Like everything, um, everything just like kind of came back. And that's when I realized I was like, okay, I, my why has to do with PMDD and wanting relief from these symptoms every month. I don't want cystic acne. I don't want to depress. I don't be sick, taking days off of life because I can't get out of bed. And so I realized for me, and this is not for everyone, but for me, I prefer to live my life without these foods. Now, I just prefer to go without the white sugars. I just prefer to go without the oils and I think that's okay because I now have alternatives. Like I love dates. I love, like there are things that bring me a lot of joy. Um, even events, like I can celebrate a birthday party without eating cake. Like I can celebrate a birthday party by singing a song or I can play, you know, happy birthday on the piano. Like there's other ways to 
joy out of these occasions that we usually tie with food that for me are just not worth it. It's just not worth it. And I think it was, it was really eye opening finally run this experiment, see like, it's like you eliminate it. You see where you are, bring it back, see where you are. And again, if, if my only issue was weight loss, I would have, I would have been able to like rock that system, you know, forever. Um, but unfortunately it wasn't, I am dealing with like, you know, these hormonal hormonal things. And so I found what works for me. Yeah. Can you speak to how your life blossomed outside of physical health? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. So I actually wrote down three major takeaways. Okay. And I um, I will also say like, I really dove deep into the mindset aspect of this program. I think I, I actually wasn't even expecting it. Honestly, when like the mindset I was kind of like, what is this? Like, I really just need someone to look at what I'm eating. I just need, I just need to focus on the food, you know? And uh, my mindset coach is Brie. I'll, I'll shout out my coaches, Brie and Beth. Like, I, I love them so much. My mindset coach is Brie. And I really feel like she is like a soul sister to me. We have so much in common. I feel like the way we've been approached life is very similar. So like, I really connected with her. I, I loved those check-ins that she was giving me, I was just like, this girl like gets me. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Um, because my life was like not not ideal. Like when I went into this program, and I think I didn't really account for how much that might have been affecting me um and my mindset. So there were three major takeaways I took away from from the from the program. <laughs> three major takeaways of the program. Number one, radical honesty. Number two, taking responsibility, being the CEO of your life. And number three, setting healthy boundaries around food and beyond food. Those are like my three, I feel like those just live inside my soul. Now, those are like very transformative, you know, mindset shifts that I've number one is radical honesty. Like you, like when you're in this program, you are radical with yourself. So it's like, you are taking full responsibility. That's my number two is taking responsibility. So the honesty is being like, you know what? Yeah, I I am struggling and I'm going to be honest with myself about that or whatever it is. Like for me, it was my relationship. You know, I was kind of like, was bleeding into all of the other areas. Like I was like, okay, food, sure. And then I was kind of like, actually, yeah, my relationship is not perfect right now. Like, I'm not sure what to do about that. And then number three, I was like, huh, I'm taking a look at my career and like, it's not really ideal. And so all of a sudden, you know, you start with food and then I was getting radically honest with all of these other areas areas of my life and just being like, yeah, like I'm, I'm going to take responsibility for this. So that's number two is like being the CEO of your own life, which is something that you Emmy preach is having your CEO meetings, being the CEO of your life. And so once you can get honest about like these, these elements of your life, you're, you know, it's not a Jesus take the wheel situation. Like you're driving like this, this train is in your hands. And I was kind of like, oh my gosh, like I am allowing things into my life without my consent. You know, it's like, I'm allowing to be treated, I'm allowing myself to be treated a certain way. I'm allowing myself to be, you know, whatever it is without going into too much personal detail. But, you know, I just realized I was like, I need to take responsibility for these things. And the only person that I can control is me. Mm -hmm. So I actually, um, I decided I was like, you know what? I was like, yeah, I'm going to go live my best life. Like YOLO, like what's there to lose? Like, I'm going to go get the career that I want. I'm going to go, I'm going to say what I need in my relationship. And if it's not there, then like, I'm just going to like 
go do me. And the wildest thing is like, ask and you shall receive. I, I started being radically honest, started taking responsibility and not being afraid of just saying what I needed you know, and this is in work, this is in my relationships, this is like just everywhere in life. I, it was at a restaurant when I said I need food with no oil. Like, I mean, literally, like you just start vocalizing what you need, use your voice. And it's wild how the world answers. Like, I I feel like pinch me, everything I asked for, I got, I got, like, I, I asked for changes in my relationship, I got them. And now I'm engaged. Like literally, like, I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Like I've been waiting six years to be married to this man. And like, it's finally happening. We're planning our dream wedding. Like I, I asked for what I wanted in my career. I got it. It's just like by being honest and being and taking responsibility and asking for what you need, it, it can happen. And if it doesn't, you have a plan, which is like, honestly, like I was like fully prepared for, uh, for me, like vocalizing these things. I was fully prepared to actually move to Texas. I had a real estate team like lined up. I was like, okay, like I'm going to ask for these things that they don't happen. I'm moving to Texas. Like, and I'm going to live the life of my wildest dreams. And literally everything I asked for just was, it was like granted, granted, granted. And now I'm living my dreamiest life here that like I originally wanted. It was like my plan A, you know, I didn't even have to go to plan B. Mm-hmm. Both plans would have been awesome, but I like this plan better. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And give yourself a little more credit here because it didn't just fall into your lap. It's because you decided you were going to step into this version of yourself and you're wearing it beautifully. And this is you now. Thank you. I, I said that, you know, to you before on a group call, like, I am so grateful that this version of me is the version that's getting married. I'm grateful that this version of me is the version of me that, you know, is, is the one, you know, meeting and starting a relationship with my fiance's children. I'm so grateful that this version of me is, is this version showing up for my family and my friends. Like, I think that, I wouldn't have been like, I think that had I not done all of this work, I wouldn't have been confident asking for what I needed and also showing up in the way that I needed to show up for those things to even like enter my life. Like, I I don't think I would have known even what to do with it. Whereas right now, like I feel so much more confident. I feel so much more secure. I feel so much more like, I just feel like life is more fun when you don't hate yourself. It just is, you know, and, and I want to live a life that's fun and I want to live a life that's like exciting and, and not, um, mundane. And I feel like, you know, it's really hard to do that when you don't love yourself. Well, you are a shining example of what a transformation can look like when you believe that it's possible for you. So thank you so much for sharing all of this and for being a bright shining light. That's going to inspire a lot of women. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I mean, thank you for this, like everything that you do. You know, I feel like this program that you've built is seriously something unique. It's something that I know I was, I did, I was looking for it for a long time. I think this community and also the clarity, the, the program is so clear. It's so supportive. It's so warm and welcoming. And you are so unique too, in that, you know, you are so involved in it. You know, I think it would be easy for you to just kind of like get the clients and be like, okay, have fun. But like you are, 
you are liking my Instagram stories. You are like commenting on the Facebook pages. You are in the group. Like it feels like you can tell that you really care about each one of your clients. And you can tell that even the mindset coaches, the the nutrition coaches, like everyone really cares about each person in this program. We all feel very seen and very heard and very supported. And I think that's something that a lot of us could use. And it just, it will change your life. Thank you for saying that, Holly. I hope that you and I never leave each other's lives. And I say that and I I really thank you, Holly, for being you and for sharing this with us. And if you made it to the end of this video, comment glow because she glows. I love you, honeys. And I'll see you in my next one.